0: This is Carrie Eichberger, and you're listening to the Radical Radiance Podcast.
1: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Radical Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca George, and I am so excited to be joined today by my friend Carrie Eichberger to talk all about her first debut book called Win Over Worry. We have such a great conversation, and if worry is something that you struggle with, let's be honest, we all do at times, then you will find such encouragement in Carrie's wisdom. I am so excited to get to celebrate her as we've been able to walk alongside each other over the last little bit, as we've Both launched books into the world, and so I actually got to endorse this book, which I'm so thankful and honored to be able to say. So help me welcome our new friend, Carrie to the show as we talk about Win Over Worry. Carrie, welcome to Radical Radiance. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thanks for being here.
0: Rebecca, I am so thrilled to have this conversation with a good friend and see what we can um, share with everyone today.
1: I know, I'm excited. I just have loved getting to know you. You came to my book launch party, which was yeah. so fun with our dear friend, Rachel Adams. And so we have her to thank for introducing us to a new friend. And I've loved getting to walk alongside you as we both launch mm-hmm. first books into the world this year. I've said this a couple times on the podcast. I feel like this is a season for me of having walked alongside several friends for the last few years, if I'm, if I'm real honest, dreaming and praying through this process of becoming an author, writing our first books. And in the last probably three to four months, I've had the opportunity to celebrate that many times on the podcast, Mm -hmm. which is just such a gift. And so you're one of those people, you are launching your first book into the world this fall. And so it's called win over worry. Conquer what shakes you and soar with the one who overcomes. I actually had the honor of getting to endorse the book. So friends go grab it. I'm on the back cover, which is so fun (laughs) getting to cheer her on. And so I, I have loved reviewing it and getting to champion you as you launch the message out into the world. But I would love for our people to hear a little bit more of your heart behind the message. What encouraged you to write it? Tell us all of that.
0: Oh, my goodness. So... I've been sharing this with people a little bit here and there that it's really kind of funny, ironic to me that, I'm, that I wrote my first book about worry because I would have never dreamed I would have written a book about something that I struggle with myself so much. And I say that I have come so far by the grace of God and he is the only reason, which is the reason why I wrote it. But yeah, so for me, not only is worry been something that I've struggled with, But, um, I do believe that some people are more predisposed to worry because of some underlying physical, um, and things like they deal with like anxiety and, um, for me it was anxiety leading to panic attacks. So I've been Mm -hmm. on that end of the spectrum. I've had, I've been medicated. I've seen psychiatrists and counselors and so I can relate to all of it. And then I've just dealt with as I've, after I came through a lot of that, I just dealt with a lot of worry um, on a daily basis, and yeah. that escalated and snowballed. Um, it all began when I was in my younger years, in my teen years, and um, like I said, escalated throughout high school. Then college really is when I panic really set in for me, and that's when I sought yeah. medical uh, help. But by like I said, by the grace of God, I have made so much progress and. Somebody once told me, if you're one step ahead of someone, you can help them. And I've really mm. had a heart just to help others and encourage others in their walk. And I I look back and see how far God has taken me and yeah. how He's unfolded that. And I just have a passion to share. And I also realize with me going through this struggle and enduring this walk, I can relate to those that are there and have been yeah. there. Yeah. I can help, I can say, you know, I've, I have been there. Here's what's worked for me. So if you, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. And it's, it's an ongoing battle. Yeah. And I know that too. And I am continuing to practice this win over worry and um, conquering it, but I'm here to help others do that. And I'm really excited yeah. to, um, you know, again, thinking that this was not a message that I should share. Now I believe I'm the perfect person to share this because of my struggle and the way God has used it. Um, to help other people and help me.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. It's so interesting how God will lead us to write messages that are the very things he's brought us through, which I actually think is beautiful. I I actually think that makes you the most qualified person to talk to us about worry because, um, and and I even found with Do the Thing, there were things that God would challenge me on on the other side of the book coming out into the world Mm -hmm. where we now have to live it out. Right, so I would imagine that you're starting to experience that as well. My husband yes, will absolutely. will say to me like, "Wait a minute, didn't you didn't you write about that in your book?" <laughs> it just like kind of tongue in cheek, and so it and and I feel that uh, and I haven't openly shared this publicly what I'm writing on next, but I already am sensing that in this next message that I'm mm-hmm. working on, and so that really is a special part of authoring, I think, and a yeah. s- special part of like. God using our struggle Mm -hmm. for his glory. And so I love that. Something I'm thinking about and, and you touched on it, but I would love to hear anything else that you have to share. I think there's this tension that we hold when we look to scripture and we see this case of, of turning over our worries, casting our cares upon him and we often have this predisposed genetic chemical mm-hmm. stuff going on in our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. That's very real, yeah. that's very treatable, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of stigma around many yeah. times. So as you've walked through this process yourself, how do we hold that tension between clinging to scripture in this in this case to, to cast our cares upon him and realizing and dealing with the very real things going on in our bodies. Does that make sense? Like there's a, that feels like attention, but I don't think that's attention in God's eyes.
0: No. And you know, it's funny. I've, I've learned to appreciate, um, because I think what, if we struggle with worry and fear and anxiety and people that really do struggle physically with anxiety, there is sort of this well frustration and there's a shame and there's this feeling of like, you know, we label ourselves and we wonder why and I think when I turn when I had kind of flipped the script and I started to see it as an opportunity for me to like almost like God is allowing this f- and we'll use it for good and it's it allow- allows me to, to lean into him harder and deeper and yeah. more intimately and I wouldn't otherwise. I don't think do that. I think he, yeah. he uh, has allowed the struggle to bring me so close to him and yeah. become so intimate in my relationship with him. And so I've learned to appreciate it. And, be- yeah. and of course, I've want to overcome it. And I'm because it causes a lot of struggle. There's struggle. Nobody wants to struggle, right? But when we can find like gratitude in the struggle and just um, that in itself, and when we go to him. that in itself relieves a lot of that for me, but even if it doesn't completely, then I can still look at it as an opportunity. It's like, well, okay, God, you just want to spend more time with me right now or today or the season of my life. And that's, that's, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Um, I have been, this anxiety has taken me to full blown fear at times. And I had the sweetest moment. Um, I've shared this with a few people. The last time I flew in my book, I share about my fear of flying and, I had this realization, not the last one, it was the time before that, that I flew. And I always have my tools prepared. My Bible's in my lap and I'm praying. Yep. And I'm asking God just to wash this peace over me. And in this moment, i this is when I kind of like I like, flipped that switch and I had mm. that gratitude swell because I just sensed this like feeling I am never this close to God. When I am at my absolute mm. like most vulnerable moment, most fearful, anxiety-ridden moment, that is when I, I feel like 100% reliant on him. And it is so sweet to just be held. Yeah. And when you have nothing else that you realize it is, everything's out of your control, you have no power, and you just, all you can do is depend on him. Yeah, I've just, it feels so good. It was like, I felt embraced with a love that you don't experience in the world. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I answered your question, but it was you like, totally thinking, you did. know, that's sort of the balance. I think for me is acknowledging that, When I have struggled with anxiety and I've learned to go to him, what I receive is priceless. The Rebecca Reads
1: book for October is Numbering Our Days, Combating Anxiety and the Power of Small Intentional Moments by Nicole Suvar. We know our time on earth is limited and we want our days to matter for God's kingdom. But how do we break free from the spiral of anxiety and stay focused on God's purposes for us? With short daily devotions and practical wisdom, Numbering Our Days will help you turn from anxiety toward a life that brings Him glory and points others to Him. Get your copy of Numbering Our Days on Amazon or at the link in the show notes today. Radical Radiance is brought to you this month by Blue Planet Optics. They are on a mission to change the way you see the world, quite literally. The best part, every time you purchase a box of contact lenses from them, you're helping to give the gift of sight to someone in need. Also, they are serious about reducing waste. Their new Take Back program is coming out later this year where you can return your used contact lens waste for amazing discounts and store credit. Visit Blue Planet Optics at blueplanetoptics.co to shop today. Yeah, well, and we've touched on this, but we are very much in a war for our minds. And I think we can't talk about worry. We can't talk about this topic without acknowledging that. And so I wonder, as you've kind of uncovered this message, what are some of the things that you feel that hold us back from you know, things we see in scripture, like taking our thoughts captive and remembering that we have the mind of Christ. Like, what are some of the worldly things that um, maybe we should become more aware of that really are stealing our joy or causing us worry and yeah. things like that?
0: Yeah, I think you said the word, it's the world. I think that the yeah. world is teaching us um, to to do things the world's way. And- yeah. That we've learned that, and you know, I think until we really adopt this true, sense or true understanding of who we are in Him and who He is and what He's capable of, um, we that we follow the world's way and we, we we these habits that we um you know we rely on. It's like old old habits die hard, right? So we're, yeah. we're trying, we're automatically our sin stained human nature listens to the world from a young age, you know, I always tell people, so like growing up, I was a God girl. Like I did all the things I went to, I grew up in a Christian home, but until I could truly understand who God was and who I was in his eyes, mm-hmm. I wasn't really living the way that I, I wasn't living the things I said, I believe, like I, I, could, yeah. I said all the right things and, said i believe but i wasn't really living the way i think we all struggle with this we we say we believe that we trust god we say we know he loves us but are we truly living that way Mm -hmm. and so I think that immediately when we have these thoughts that come to our minds, if we're not choosing Him immediately, because typically we're, we choose the world, we choose to go straight yeah. to a friend, to our husband, um, to whatever automatically the world is saying. Here's these, these these things. It's busyness. It's we avoid things, we numb and we distract, and that's what the world is saying. They feed on this, and this will this yeah. will solve your struggles and your problems. And um, but it, and we try it. And we fall into it until yeah. we learn that it doesn't work, and yeah. I just hope that the people will learn from um before they create these habits that it's too hard to to turn from, um, which is why I'm so passionate about sharing and saying like that it doesn't work, and only choosing God is that is the only answer um. And that is the only way I think we can avoid this tendency to worry and and snowball into fear and to allow that peace to um, come into our life. But I think really it's when we choose our own, the world and our self will over the preferred will and way of God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Well, and it's also on my mind to just the role that the enemy plays in all of Mm -hmm. this, right? We Mm -hmm. know that he is roaring about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, we know that he's out to steal, kill, and destroy the things that give us joy and and our time with the Lord. And we know that he wants no part of us thriving in our walk with Jesus. And so, so talk to me about that. What, Mm -hmm. what role does the enemy play in this topic of worry and in distracting us in that way?
0: Okay. He, a huge, huge part. And this is what Fires me up, but gets me excited at the same time because when I realize what this is that the enemy really is the reason for all this, I realize what ma- fires me up because it makes me angry, like you know, that, yeah. that, that's happening because of the enemy. But two, I realize, hey, guess what? We have power over this because we have that's of right. God. But no, so at the root of all of our worries, there's fear there, and I think yeah. that the enemy doesn't want you to know that, first of all. Um, we don't realize that we're fearful in all. So when, when we talk about worry, first of all, we don't, I don't think people want to always admit that they do worry or that they are yeah. worrying, but it's, it's in our thoughts more than you think. You might also, just it's think in our, it's in our culture. Yes. Like I've even noticed
1: in, in our sweet Southern culture. And I, I will speak to this from a place of not being a mom yet. But when I spend time with my fellow mom friends and I experience their worry and anxiety over situations with their kids, and I'm I'm fully like putting myself in my rightful place as a woman who is not yet a mom. So I don't understand. Mm. (laughs) I I will fully, I will fully say that. But I think we enable one another towards worry and towards anxiety. And we stir and stew in that a, a lot from, from what my experience has been. Yes, And we allow for that. And we encourage that in Mm -hmm. our culture. Um, And so I, we normalize it. I think more than previous generations, partially because of technology, we have more access to our kids than we've ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, We can know where they are on Life360 at any moment of the day when they start driving. Like there's, there's just a lot in that for me that I, I'm, I'm looking out for. From the outside, at this moment in my life, not being a mom yet, and thinking mm-hmm. like, "Man, I just don't know that. I don't know that my mom battled. Even though my my mom worries, my mom, you know, ha, has moments of anxiety yeah. and things like that. Right. I'm not sure that she struggled to the mm-hmm. degree that I see moms struggling today. Hmm. Um, just because of the way that society has
0: has enabled well, right.
1: us to do that.
0: Well, it's in your face. that was a hard right
1: turn, but it's related. Oh,
0: no, 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 and you're right. Well. It, <laughs> like the world's teaching us to worry. It's all right. Yeah. There. It's the same thing. If you're just, you know, we're so exposed to news and we have more yes. worry because we can see it. So there is a thing out of sight, out of mind when, That's you, right. when you're, when it's always in your face, it's like, you know, you can say, I'm not going to worry about it. And someone puts it right there in front of you again. It's like, Oh, maybe I am worried about it. So no, you're right. Yeah. It's the same thing. And it's true. Um, I definitely have had to, to, reach a whole new level of trust in God as I've had kids. And I went, I went from three kids to five kids. And when after my third, I literally was like, I can't handle anymore because my worry was an all time high. And this is really when God showed up and allowed me to do some real work and, yeah. and, um, and trusting in, in him. But the enemy, no, does he is part of that and this culture and wants us to, um, I mean, so like I said, at the root of all this worry, there's fear, and fear, as, as we know, as the Bible says, is uh, is of Satan, and he is a liar. It's all a lie. So basically, we are believing lies when when we choose to worry, and we listen to these fears and these lies. We are we're believing the lies, or believing a liar, and that right there in itself just like fires me up. Like I'm believing yeah. this. The enemy i'm believing a liar and nobody and i use this word in the book bamboozled like we are being bamboozled nobody wants to be like played for a fool and we are basically that when we listen to yeah. these lies fall for it and so that that doesn't do enough to like fire you up to say all right we're gonna we're gonna do some do some damage here but um it's it's all the enemy and it's the question is what are the lies that you're believing yeah. and um that and that this, these fears that we're allowing a place in our life, what is it that we're believing? And the, 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 like I said, what I get excited about is that the fact that they are lies and there is truth to overcome yeah. that. And the truth, God wins, has defeated the enemy. And that gets me excited. So we do have power over this thing. Yeah. And that's one message I want people to hear is that no matter what it is that you worry about or that you think you don't worry about that's causing you to be consumed with whatever you're ruminating on, Yeah, um, that we do have the power to overcome this because we have the power of God.
1: That's right. Yeah, so good. So I love the way that you've split up the book. The first piece of the book, part one, you talk about unlearning our worry. And so as you've kind of uncovered this, what do we have to do in order to move forward in that way. How do we unlearn our worry? What are some practical things people can do?
0: Well, so first of all, I think part of sort of what I said was being that we all worry. I think acknowledging it is, is a, is a one piece. Like I said, the enemy does not want us to realize that we're worrying once you do. And this is important because, you know, we said a minute ago that the culture almost encourages worry. We, um, we normalize it. And, what what's happening is we're covering up the fact that worry is is, a, is is a sin, and that the Bible tells us not to worry, and yeah. we, and God commands us to not worry and to give all things to Him, and so if we can, if we're not acknowledging that we're actually worrying, we might not realize we're kind of glossing over our sin in our life, and that can lead yeah. to death and destruction. But acknowledging it is important first to realize that all these thoughts that we have. That we are not taking immediately to God, that are causing any uneasiness in our life, that we're doing that we're doing things um, like trying to control, or we're avoiding, uh, we're not walking in obedience, and of course, um, I you know open up all this in the book. I'm going to try to to be as brief as I can. But identifying is is, is one of the most important parts. Once we can yeah. identify the, that we are worrying and what those worries are, then we can find the root fear. And it's finding those root fears b- beneath the surface that are hidden that the enemy's trying to hide. That's when we can expose, expose it to the light and then... Um, when we identify what lies we're believing, we can then look at the truths that oppose those lies. And it's in the truth and then in determining what is the truth, what does God say about this? Yeah, That is what sets us, begins to set us free. Yeah. And yeah. so the truth that, and here's what I want to highlight, and because there's a couple root fears that i sort of narrow down to, and then I take two truths. And these root fears are really a fear of helplessness and a fear of worthlessness. Mm-hmm. But the truth that I want to focus in on, and I do throughout the book moving forward, is the truth that um, we are not helpless because we have God's power. God is yeah. in control. He is sovereign. He is almighty. And I think what we can really, and then, well, number two is also that God is, God is um, we are not worthless because God loves us. His love is unconditional. His love is perfect. He is love. So those two things combined, if could just imagine if we could believe with all that we are that God is in control of all things. He is over all things. He has the power to do anything and it is for good that He loves us more than we can possibly imagine. And you you take those two things combined that He has, He's looking out for us. He's in control and He loves us but beyond our imagination, yeah. if we can really understand and grasp that, just what in the world we have to worry about? You know, it just makes yeah. me feel like just, if I can just say that to myself and just open up those two truths and focus on that and practice that um, and really build my confidence in those, in my beliefs and in those truths, then we just, we can fight the enemy daily with, with that truth. And he doesn't stand a chance. If we can really stand on those solid truths, Mm. we can watch a lot of our worries start to dissolve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And something that I loved as I was reading through the book is it's more than just let's learn how to not worry. Mm -hmm. right? Like there's more to the Christian life than just avoidance of worry, right? Or conquering worry. And so you spend the last half of the book talking about unleashing other awesome Mm -hmm. parts of our walk with Jesus, things like joy, peace. And so will you talk a little bit about how that's possible when we unshackle ourselves from this worry and anxiety Mm -hmm. that we're feeling so that we can experience this, his piece yes. so that we can experience his joy. Talk to us about that. That's the like, yeah. that's the good news piece yes, of this message, right? Yes, this is the right? good news. Yeah. You're so
0: right. And I, I know, and I shouldn't be biased towards my own book, but like my, the second half of the book is my favorite because yes. this is what like, I just explode with excitement about because, you know, and it, the, the first part, you know, it's, the, it's the, digging down to the depths of our worries and our fears can be a little scary for some of us. It doesn't look pretty. But it's necessary. But on the on the yeah. flip side, once we like dig all that up and we look at those truths and um, we try to start solidifying our belief and we start to see things like peace unfold in our life and then we get to practice it. So we all want peace and we all want joy in our lives and even purpose. And I talk about that yeah. also. But And so as we learn to trust in God, in our storms and in the moments that I help, and as we're releasing control and we talk to Him more and we are praying more, we see more peace in our life. And it's really in um, in practicing that that we we unleash that peace, and it just allows us to enjoy our life. I mean, it's this yeah. we want to experience life more abundant, and God has that for us. And so, as we continue to build our trust in Him and talk to Him more. And I really have a lot of practical ways that I um, open this up in the book. But we will see peace um, unfold in our life as we look to Him. And I even kind of talk about practicing that. And it's not just like what we receive as a result. But then the it's like going after peace by literally seeking Him. When we go out, walk out your walk out the door and you're looking at His creation, um, we can create more peace as yeah. we just appreciate what He has done around us and the beauty and like picking up on it. So when we really look for God in our surroundings, uh, in the midst of the storms too, that's yeah. when we see even more peace open up. So yes, we're trusting him. Um, and we're learning to have, and we're having more peace as a result. But as we're like intentionally looking for him amidst those storms and struggles, then we see more peace and then mm-hmm. and same with joy. So for me, as my peace has started to open up sometimes I tell people I want peace I want peace so much more than anything but then I can get so much peace I can want to just go to sleep well life demands more of me sleeping my days away I want joy too you want to be vibrant with joy and be able to enjoy our days and um this is where I have to step in and really choose gratitude because life doesn't always feel joyful Um, you know, I said, as we're trusting God, we're also learning to be more joyful just because we're getting rid of a lot of that worry. But again, we're choosing joy sometimes in the midst of our struggles because a lot of times life doesn't feel joyful. And a lot of people that might be listening are going through a hard time that they're thinking, okay, this sounds all good, Gary. But what I'm experiencing right now is hard and there is nothing about this that looks joyful. And I, I remember, so it's ironic. You mentioned how when we're writing something, God has a way of sort of us living that message out I was writing this chapter. And before I tackled it, I remember sitting down at my computer thinking, I have no joy. How am I going to write to someone yeah. about joy when I felt no joy? And there, I was going through a tough season. Like my grandmother had just died. My sister's husband was battling stage four um, cancer and he then passed away a couple weeks later. But at, in that mm-hmm. moment I thought I'm watching these two young boys losing their father, my sister losing her husband and I just felt like I'm writing a chapter. How can I find joy? And I just stopped yeah. for a minute, and I really had to had to dig deeper. I had to dig yeah. deeper and look for the moments. And it was look just appreciating the sweet conversations that I would have with my nephews and with mm. my sister, and um, just being still enough to like find. So I guess what I'm saying is in the midst of this hard stuff, we we have to really sometimes dig even deeper and yeah. intentionally find gratitude. I focus on gratitude a lot in this portion of the message. And it's being grateful in the things that would be worrisome or fearful mm. for us and find things to be grateful for. And it can really shift your perspective and your thoughts yeah. to that God is still in control and he is still good and um and there's more. I mean, walking in obedience um for me has been something and you talk about this in your book a lot, Rebecca, um yeah. about once we can say yes to God. So, when we can let go of all the worries and fears in our life, we can be open to walk in our calling and be mm-hmm. obedient to where it is that God wants us to go whether it's, you know, to start something new, big, or it's just to like be in a social gathering that we're maybe afraid to, to walk into or, um, have work for me. It was having, you know, that, that next baby because I was afraid I couldn't handle anymore. I was too anxious, too fearful. Um, but when we are let go of our fears and we rely on God and trust in him, we are able to walk in obedience and, and brings much purpose into our life. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting too, because when we are able to walk in our calling and our purpose, God has so many beautiful blessings in store. And so between, like I said, that part of the book, the peace and the joy and and the purpose, there's just so much that we are able to unfold when we do the hard work and um, get to the root of our fears and practice truly trusting God the God that we can rely on and the only one that is to be trusted.
1: That's right. Yeah. And it's often on the other side of those hard seasons of suffering or tough circumstances that we wouldn't choose that God refines us more and more into the likeness of Jesus. And that allows us to then experience his peace, his joy for us to walk in his purposes for us in a new way with that experience, right? There are things that I've walked through in life that have given me life experience that has allowed me to minister in a particular way that I wouldn't have been able to do had I not known the depth of that pain or that hurt or whatever. Right. So that's true for all of us in, in our own stories. So I love that. Well, there is a question that I ask every guest that comes on Radical Radiance and the show has a heart to help women see how they can radiate the heart of Jesus in their life, their work, their relationships And this goes back to a verse that God put on my heart as I was naming the podcast. It's Psalm 34, verse five. And it says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. And so Carrie, in this season of your life, how would you answer the question of what about Jesus makes you radiant?
0: Oh, Rebecca, you know, you sort of just said it right there. It's like, it's, it's just His presence and it's my understanding and my acknowledgement of His presence. It's when I make yeah. that choice to turn yeah. to Him that I am radiant. And I never really used to think of it that way. I never used to think of myself as being radiant, but I was studying a scripture I don't know, sometime in the past month or so and in, in second Corinthians, and it was sort of explaining what you're talking about a little bit. It was re- reflecting on, um, you know, how Moses would, his how he would light up and be and reflect like, mm-hmm. this, this bright reflection. And then it was talking about how, when we turn, like what you said, when we turn to God, um, second Corinthians um, three 18, it says that um, what we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image. Another translation says reflect His glory. And I read this and I was studying it. I was thinking to myself, so when I turn to God, I am actually reflecting Him, mm. reflecting the Holy Spirit. And funny enough, I was having this conversation with my husband, and I'm just going to say it was a little bit of a heated conversation. We were kind of having a debate about something. And I could sense that there was a little bit of a wall between us. And I, the scripture came to my mind and all of a sudden I thought to myself, Carrie, like turn to him, turn to him and let's just see what God can do. And it's amazing. Like Rebecca, I can't believe it. I literally, I can't believe it. I I literally thought to myself, Lord, like in that moment, I'm looking at him in the face and you know, we're having conversation, but like split second, little side conversation with God, like, Lord, help me. Like just my eyes are on you, Lord, help me. And I'm telling you, I felt like that, that. I felt like that veil removed. I felt that yeah. wall come down. And it was like he I literally felt like he saw me differently. And mm. I thought, isn't that easy? I just need to turn to God. And when yeah. I turned to him, we immediately reflected it was like I was listening to the scripture, like, I'm gonna try this out and I can't believe I haven't done it, you know, sooner, but I think in those moments, the world wants us to, you know, we immediately go to, well, it's our, it's ourself. We rely on ourselves and yeah. that's just our human sense nature. Like I said, we want to, we first go to um, our, 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 our old habits, but yeah. I'm lear- I'm learning in any moment when I'm, when I turn to him immediately and whether it's in a conversation or before I sit down to write, I'm, I'm seeing that I can't help but reflect a little bit more of him yeah. when i turn to him. So i would say that like like you said what psalms says when we turn to him we um we are radiant. So when i make that choice to yeah. acknowledge him, his presence in those moments, 100% i see and feel more, see the radiance, i feel more radiant and he is yeah. glorified.
1: It's beautiful. I love that. Well, I want you to share with our friends, where can they connect with you? Where can they grab when over worry, all of those things after this conversation is over?
0: Yes. So you can connect with me, my website, it's kerryichberger.com. And I would love for you to grab a copy of my book because I do share a lot of personal stories. We can get to know each other more there, uh, hang out on Instagram quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just been such an honor to have this conversation. I really look forward. To, I just love to connect with anybody um, that is all um, I, I love, you know, Jesus loving friends and anyone who, um, you know, needs encouragement. Um, but yes, it's been such a blessing to talk with you.
1: Oh, I've loved it, friend. I'm so grateful. It's so fun to get to celebrate this with you. And I'm super excited for whenever we're ready to come out into the world. So again, thank you just so much for sharing with us today and being my guest. I'm grateful.
0: Thank you, Rebecca. I hope you
1: were just as encouraged as I was with that conversation with Carrie. Go grab a copy of Win Over Worry wherever you like to buy books. And hey, if someone came to mind as you were listening that you think, man, they would be so encouraged by Carrie's wisdom, would you share this episode with them? That way these conversations get into the hands of more listeners who need that encouragement. I'd be so appreciative if you would do that. And if you are a regular listener and you're enjoying the podcast, would you leave us a rating and review here on apple Podcasts or spotify you can actually do it on spotify now as well that helps the messages and the conversations that we have go far and wide couldn't do it without you and so i'm super grateful to have you here we'll be back next week for another amazing
0: episode and i'll talk to you then